0: be like you've never seen before call me crazy but he's not gonna win what what
1: this is nascar this is the behind the wall podcast brought to you by behind the wall media your source for all things nascar Bringing you the weekly NASCAR news with a comedic edge and a hot side of cold takes. The Behind the Wall Podcast with your hosts, Henry Hobbs, Josh Slate, Adam Thomas, and Jay Young. Now, pull those belts tight and hit the gas. You got a jet heart.
0: Podcast episode 76. Jay Young making his illustrious return. We've also got Donnie Thornberry back,
2: <laughs> fresh out the sky. 390 down on the ground now. What? <laughs> 39,000 feet down on oh. the ground now.
1: Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. Uh, Jay, welcome back.
2: Thank you.
1: I uh I I didn't plan on such a long absence, but schedule got the best of me. But here I am, out
0: there working the long hours at Dick's Sporting Goods, mm. making I'm, sure the uh, the the folks out in Lunchburger are supplied with sports and goods and other things.
2: Yeah, you, you get a you get a main discount over there. Ah, uh, it's respectable. It's like twenty
1: five percent on most you, things.
2: Do you get like a discount code?
1: Uh, No, it's a,
0: well. His discount code <laughs> is four liter beater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when did y'all figure out I changed it? <laughs> Immediately when I
0: sent a DM to the group and it was <laughs> Big <laughs> Thomas, NASCAR, Josh, and four liter beater. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Change it? We? Huh?
2: Why'd you change it?
0: I'm gonna butcher this word, but an- think, anonymity. Did I nail it?
1: Yeah, I I think some of my uh, let's just say hot takes were getting a little too hot <laughs> and uh, needed to distance my uh, my different spheres of influence. So.
0: Oh, cool. you know so next next time uh someone tweets out about a bubble wallace car
1: cover and it's coming from <laughs> four liter beer instead of jay young <laughs> <laughs> so the same reason that uh henry became the lord
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, was, i just needed to rebrand myself and i i was tired of hobbs h2 like that was i'd had that for I, i'd had that tag since i got i created my twitter back in 2012 and it was Tweeting at Michael Waltrip and Michelle Beadle. Uh, <laughs> so I figured it was time for a change.
1: Yeah, no, me too. I, I actually uh, whipped out my TikTok username for that one. So good deal. Had a boy,
2: you make main TikToks over there?
1: No, I only uh, partake in the enjoyment of TikToks. Oh, well, sweet. actually, I've I've technically made one TikTok. And, Is it the Renegade? Uh, no, it was. You know, you know you know Henry. Which one was it? Come on. Oh, was it the skiing one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I,
0: I posted that one. I'm, I'm oh, no. a, uh, a I a class know, like no. an act. Actual... No, it was the uh, the recorder version of, uh, my heart will go on.
1: Oh,
0: like the the super obnoxious one when Jay Yard sailed on a one foot <laughs> jump. <laughs> then twenty right. minutes later, about
1: tears his knee out. So be honest, 10, 15 minutes into that ski trip, you did not think it would go as well as it did.
0: Yes. I, I, I thought it was, I thought the day was over at that point when you were, you know, waddling down the slopes, but then you started getting good. And we we did go down some black diamonds, but I, I was expecting the same results out of my buddy Jess, who I went skiing with, but, he never got better, but I, I finally showed him how to, uh, at least like control speed and get across the, get across the slope without crashing or falling down. So it got better, but it just, it wasn't J level. We couldn't, we signed him up for the rail jam, but he refused to, uh, he refused to participate. All the he had to do hoop? was a rail jam. So essentially it was like a, uh, it was like a slope style, uh, ski event so you you, you'd go off jumps and hit rails and stuff but they had medals and t-shirts and ribs to eat
2: you could have you could have had a medal
0: yeah i mean they handed out medals to everyone they can't
2: advantages for the people who are bad
1: the next sean white in the making it could have been you You never never know know. you never know (laughs) never know
0: (laughs) all right atlanta this past weekend that was fun a lot better than I expected. I I, I thought it was going to be like a 2018 esque uh, intermediate race where they're together on restarts and then they spread out and it's, you just can't pass. But that was I I think out of all the out of all the different scenarios that could have happened, that was the best scenario because we got to see super speedway like pack racing, an absurd amount of leaders. A lot of passing and some some exciting wrecks as well. Absolutely obliterated my DraftKings, but same. it was it was so much fun to watch.
2: It was, uh, I mean, normally on those intermediate tracks, you know, you start watching in the beginning, you're glued to the TV, and then long runs happen, and you're just sitting there. You're just like, yeah. Then you start looking at your phone, you look up, oh, there's a wreck. But, you know, I was glued to the TV the entire time. I thought it was a blast seeing all the passing lead changes i was really shocked to see how um how quickly the top line developed and how much more speed that they had and then the lower line until that lower line got formed up later in the runs so i thought that was pretty interesting
0: yeah it really had that super speedway feel where they got to a point where they were just logging laps so they just had the train on the outside, but. It seemed like you know, you could you can make a run with only two, three cars on the bottom. You didn't need uh, you know, ten cars to make any type of ground. So you had drivers diving down with another guy and then they pick off a couple positions, get back in order. It was super fun to watch.
1: Yeah, I'll say uh, that was a big Because, you know, a regular super speedway, if you're if you're riding if you're rim riding and you uh come down on the inside, you're pretty much you're pretty much toast. You're getting sent to the back, but if you've got a good run coming off, like coming into turn three, you can dive down, take that position, and get right back into the draft with uh, without losing any spots, so that was really cool to see. I honestly expected Atlanta to be kind of somewhat like the what was it, the 2018 All-Star Race? Yeah. Um, but I don't really think that was the case, and I mean, maybe I'll have to go back and watch that race, because I feel like I don't remember it too well, but it was really different for me. And, you know, after watching like some of the trucks in Xfinity, I really didn't think we'd see that much, you know, passing or lead changes. But I think just the differences in this different car that we've got, maybe if we tried it last year with the old cars, it would have been more like that. But with these new cars, I feel like they definitely uh, made passing more possible in these corners. And I was, um, I don't know if y'all, Listen to it, but I was listening to the last step last week's Dale Jr. download. They had Justin Allgaier on, and he was talking about what what some of the speeds were looking like because he did a lot of he did a cup test for Atlanta, a tire test and the wheel force car. And uh, he said that you know unrestricted the cars would have been going like 180 mid corner speed, which is insane for a mile and a half. So. You know, given that, I feel like you know we've had. There's, I think it was Kurt Busch that after the race that he wants to come back unrestricted in July. Not gonna lie, I kind of want to see that just to see, you know, just the speed factor of it. But I don't really think they need to after seeing what we saw. No, I don't think so at
0: all. Uh, I uh, when he said that, I thought in my head, man, that actually would be pretty cool. You know, you end up getting like a Bristol one dirt one regular race, you got one pack Atlanta race, and then one you know unrestricted regular package I feel like the cars uh it, they might get into trouble with how fast it would be going especially on that type of setup but at the same time like why why mess with success we this past weekend I, I don't have the stats for last year but I know that over half the lead, uh, half the field led this year we had 20 different leaders which you know that, that sounds that sounds about right for a Daytona Talladega or you know bristol or something like that where there's just a lot of passing but for an atlanta for atlanta where years in the past we've had you know kind of abysmal racing besides 2019 that's that's a big old dub right there so i don't i don't think they need to change the setup that's it It worked it created exciting racing uh the fans looked like they enjoyed it you, know, you still got your facebook keyboard warriors uh in NASCAR's mentions just sitting there complaining up a storm just like Kyle Bush but I just I I have nothing to complain about. I thought it was awesome.
1: Well I'm not gonna lie, I still do kinda wanna see I was I was just genuinely curious to see what the next gens would race like on old Atlanta, just out of curiosity. But at the same time I don't miss it. Um I feel like this new Atlanta and this might get into a different uh topic of discussion here but there's a lot of people talking about, well, will other mile and a half reconfigure? I kind of want it to be its own thing. I don't know how you guys feel, but, you know, I, and, you know, it's all going to depend on how this uh, new car races on the rest of the mile and a half. So, I mean, we've only been to one other one so far. Um, so, you know, places like Texas where they, where people think the racing is abysmal. Um, I, I still want to wait and see on those, but I kind of like the allure of keeping Atlanta as this format of track by itself because of you know the hype it creates and um the excitement and keeping it because if we do there you know if we come to this style of racing like you know twice a month then it's going to kind of take away from it a little bit
0: i i agree 100 percent. i like the way that i like having the six super speedway races you got the fort talladega and daytona you got the two at atlanta but we're at the point now we're I think cookie cutter is a term of the past because you, you've got, you know, you got Texas, that's its own layout. Now you got, uh, Atlanta, that's its own absurd layout and you've got, I guess you could kind of pair Texas and, uh, Texas and Charlotte together, but I mean, they just race totally, they just race differently. And then Las Vegas is, uh, it's not a quad oval. So I think you, you've got a, you've got a decent amount of variety now where, you know, it's, In the past, it's Atlanta, Charlotte, and Texas are essentially the same racetrack. But now you've got three different tracks, along with you know a couple other mile and a half tracks. So I don't think they need to. I would advise against turning you know every mile and a half into a pack racing uh, situation. I would love to see it just because I I think it would be fun to watch. But then at the same time, then you lose the the excitement behind it because it's something you see every week. So you know. I don't want them to overdo it like they did with the with the road courses, but I think six is a good amount for super or uh, for pack style racing.
1: Yeah, I agree. And um, you know, when it comes down to like the variety of tracks we have, you could say, like you say, like you say, you could say every mile and a half is cookie cutter, but it's really not because everyone has a variety of race, you know, of the surface, the condition, the surface is in, the actual shape and banking you know, of the track, and. You know they all—they're all just a little sure they're similar, but they're a little bit different. And you know, even places like Texas, we had an IndyCar race that uh, this past week too there, and I didn't see it, but I, from what I heard, the IndyCars raced amazing this past weekend on the I saw oval like, track.
0: I saw like twenty minutes of it. It was it I, it was interesting, but I think the the biggest storyline was definitely that Jimmy Johnson has had made his way into the top ten on his first oval race, which was cool to top see. But I five. I just well, when I was I when I was watching, he was 8th. So he had made okay. his way into the top 10, but I just I don't know. Something about IndyCar. I I I could, you know, talk years about the the way that the uh the series is being run right now and the amount of fans in the stands. It's, you know, if you want to talk about a dying sport, that's IndyCar because they got they have one race where there's hype, but everything else is kind of, yeah. Adam, you had something you want to say?
2: Yeah, I was just saying top 5.
0: Nothing about the Atlanta package
2: uh, oh let's see. I think they hit the package right cause what six what is it six seventy that what I it think it's the, five five ten no, not the one they ran but uh oh
0: seven seven
2: All right, no, what what's the other package I think it's is it six ninety Six seventy six ninety something like that i'm saying yeah. if they ran that that would have been those cars would have been uh Zoom a little in. bit out of control It would have been hard i mean they, were, they hit the package right on the nail and um race they made the racing good so no complaints
0: how about that no gregson wreck that was um, gnarly
2: that was a good one
0: i was literally texting a group chat with where we share our uh, our DraftKings lineups and I was like you know what? I think I may have a, a actual shot at finishing in the top 10 this weekend pulling in a lot of money and yeah. no more than one lap later Noah Gregson decides to turn right into the wall for no apparent reason but wow. it was really weird seeing the tire issues mm-hmm. with the with the Chevys it was all the right right rear it's not like the the right rear is you know bearing all the weight but it, I mean under the the Goodyear guy talked about the camper setup with the Chevys. That was that was very disappointing because I think, I feel like Noah Gregson could have made a run there at the end.
1: Well, yeah. You know, even though uh, tire wear is less of an issue at places like Daytona and Talladega, I still thought it'd be more of a factor just being at Atlanta where I don't know. I just, I just expected it to be different. And it really wasn't the case because William Byron, you know, had. He won with like 48 or 46 lap old tires. Um, so that was kind of fascinating to me. And like you said, uh, camber is becoming a factor now with independent rear suspension and uh, the differences and setups there um, has not only caused some issues, but it's also made uh, for kind of interesting differences amongst the teams.
2: Wait, did you just say camber?
1: Yeah, camber. Yeah, you
2: mean camber.
0: You can you can say it multiple different ways, like finance and finance. <laughs>
2: finance.
0: Adam loves when I say finance. Finance.
2: Do
0: I? Yeah, you you giggle every single time I say it,
2: in like yeah. a serious
0: conversation. I'll be talking about uh, like financial management. You'll be like, oh,
2: yeah, it's because we <laughs> say financial.
0: Finance. <laughs> I love it. I had a, I had a question that just came up and it, it's just like that it's already gone. Um, You're welcome. I, Thanks, actually, Adam. it was actually it was because uh, it was because you were talking about camber, camber, or whatever you however you want to say it, and I was about to put Adam back on the spot and ask him if he knows what a sway bar is.
2: Dude, I mean, you see those cars going down the track? You see them going side to side, swaying? No, it's because they got that bar.
0: <laughs> it's incorrect. It's actually a. Bar and grill, kind of like Applebee's, but it's uh, it's where you go get drunk and then you start swaying. That's why they call it Sway Bar.
2: <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> they didn't have one of those in Nashville that you ride around like Broadway on, the bar just, like, sways a little bit.
1: Adam was thinking to himself, I don't think they have one of those on an airplane.
2: <laughs> I'm not even convinced no. Adam's
0: like fully focused on the podcast, I can just see him. Like sitting there at his desk with uh with a couple different shapes trying to figure out which 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 shape goes in the triangle hole and he's sitting there jamming a, a rectangle like oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. No, I wish, I wish you could see it right now I'm actually I'm actually uh, I'm flying
1: it looks like the things they have in doctors' offices for like toddlers to play oh, with shut yeah, on the little, little blocks yeah he's
0: <laughs> just sitting there he's got it on the floor next to him and he's just pushing it along he's it like goes, whoa go red 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 might pass blue. It's like Adam, they are on the same, they're on the same thing. There's no way that red can no, pass we're out blue. We're on third four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and jump into Mount Rushmore. This week we've got Mount Rushmore of Tailgate Songs. But our Mount Rushmore is brought to you by fan cards. If you're looking for a gift or debit card for your favorite college team, then you need to know about fan cards. They've got licensed gift and debit cards powered by MasterCard for over 25 of the biggest teams in college sports. Plus, when you order a card and set up direct deposit, you're automatically entered to win tickets to see your team play. said to MyFanCard.com to learn more. Once again, that's MyFanCard.com. Adam, what's the website? One more time.
2: Uh, fancards.com.
0: See, I told you. You're sitting there trying to get red to pass blue, and that's not working. It's MyFanCard.com. Jay, you want to give it a shot?
1: <laughs> Myfancards.com.
0: MyFanCard.com. .com. Yeah, we don't need the plural. Yeah, there's, I, there's, I got that part right. There's no, there's no s. All right. Tailgate songs. What, what song is on your Mount Rushmore? For you know, you roll up to the NASCAR track. We'll, we'll say Richmond Raceway. Uh, you pull off of Laburnum onto the property. You mm. uh, you pull the canopy out of the truck bed. You open up the cooler, toss a cold Miller Lite to your best bud. You crack one open yourself. You grab your phone, turn on the ox. Or you turn the speaker on, hit play. What song is that first song you're going to? Jay, we'll start with you.
1: I'm gonna go with Chattahoochee. <laughs> that's
0: a great song, but I don't know why. <laughs> why? I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Why? why a, I mean, it's a great song. I just was not expecting Chattahoochee yeah. for your first pick.
2: I got a perfect one. Let's hear okay. one. Parking Lot Party by Lee Bryce.
0: I think that song's is overrated. Oh, what? Yeah, one hundred percent overrated. Oh god! I'm gonna go with uh, "Amazing Grace." What? She's <laughs> <laughs> saying you don't you don't pull up to your your parking spot and last Amazing Grace to start
1: the day. Are we talking like the bagpipes version?
0: <laughs> no, like no, like Martina McBride.
2: Can we get a, can
0: okay? We get I'm I'm changing. No, I'm changing it. Uh, my first pick: the Star-Spangled Banner, just to get the juices flowing.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I didn't know it was 12 o'clock at Mission Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: grab the beer, crack it open, turn the song on, stand up, and salute the flag, and then you go start ragging on people around you because they're not standing up and saluting the flag.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Throw it back around. Adam,
2: number two pick. <laughs> uh, no, you're snake. You're you're first.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. That's true. I I totally forgot how a snake draft worked. All right. I'm gonna go with uh hmm. I'm gonna go with Dynamite by tayo Cruz. Mm. <laughs> <Huh>.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been about 15 years on that one
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: just now hitting its stride i swear i've been listening to mm. it every single day okay adam
2: okay huh i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go day drinking by little big town
0: day drinking it's a good one I don't know why as soon as you said day drink in my head went to pontoon. I was literally about to go. Beep, beep,
2: beep, beep, no, it's <laughs> because I said little big town, It's the song that pops in your head every time you hear that.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's not bad. Adam one. loves a day drink.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm sure of it. Ja- uh, Jay, uh, red solo cup. Oh, <laughs> <Ow>! cheers. <laughs> <laughs> What a product placement there.
0: I <laughs> know. Uh, none of y'all can see us because we're not doing live podcasts yet, but I just cheers Jay with a red solo cup through the mm. camera.
1: Mm. Can't believe that.
0: All right, Snake Draft, you got another pick.
1: All right. Um, man, this is going to be a hard one. I kind of want to diversify because right now I've already picked two country artists.
0: For I mean, you could. Songs. There are plenty of gospel songs you could choose. Yeah. Them. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't think you could get as diverse as I am right now. Yeah, so I mean, you're
1: about a you're, star-spangled
0: you're, you're, banner and dynamite,
1: <laughs> by Tio Cruz. And what, what's next, uh, Beethoven? I was thinking Gangnam Style. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey. Um. Gosh. C- come back to me. Go to Adam first.
2: No, you got to make your pick. Nope.
1: Ah, come on. You either come trade on, on,
2: your Tom. pick or you let it expire.
1: I, I said trade it. I got, I got, I got, I got oh. You trade your pick? I'm trading my
0: pick. All right. Big Thomas.
2: What, 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 was, what was your trade? What do you mean?
0: <laughs> you just trade it. You said you would trade
2: your pick with him. Oh, that's not what I meant, but okay, let's do it. <laughs> all right, Thunderstruck. Yeah, have about three and about three and a half minutes.
0: Three and a half what? G 12s That way you're passed <laughs> out the bed of your truck for twelve hours. That was,
2: that'd be <laughs> impressive. All
1: right, I, all
0: race. right,
1: I've got my pick. Okay. Sultans Google. of Swing by Dire Straits. That's a great song. That's what you pull up in right there. <laughs> you uh, you time it perfectly, so about 50 seconds before you pull up to your tailgate spot, you roll the windows down, and you start playing that song, and then those 50 seconds that intro will play, and then you'll show up, and you'll have all the heads turned. I'm all about
0: turning heads. Yeah. All right, my next one, I'm going to go with Watch Me Whip slash Nene. You want to get would. the party started you, would. <laughs> you get all the drunk rednecks next to you hitting the whip and nay nay you would what do you i i'm putting together the greatest playlist of all time and you've got yeah, you've got we were nothing but like, hate
2: Yes if we were in 2012
0: okay all right well okay i'll redeem it with this last one i'm also going back to 2012 for this one as well we're gonna go with "Simp." <laughs> Squirrels in my pants, <laughs> Phineas and fur.
2: <laughs> Honestly, that is such a Hobbs tailgate song.
0: <laughs> I hated that song so much, but I, I literally just Googled worst songs ever. That was that was the first one that came up first. All right. Oh, do you guys want to do a live caller? Yeah, let's take it. I'm getting a call from Panama. Calling into the show. Yeah. You're live on Behind a Wall podcast. Who is this? <phone rings> Hello.
2: Oh. oh, I guess I got. I guess
0: I got shy.
1: Almost so had the I first was...
0: Panamanian on the show.
1: I was getting a bunch of spam calls last week and eventually I had the bright idea of immediately answering it and then screaming right into my phone. (laughs) And it was (laughs) the most entertaining thing ever because they immediately hung up and I know I busted their eardrum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite is answering as soon as, if I get like a potential spam, I just answer with some random county and followed by police department. So uh, I got one a couple weeks ago. I just answered. Wichita County Police Department. And they were, they are gone like a flash. (laughs) All right, Adam, what's your next pick?
2: Eye of the Tiger. (laughs)
0: It's a good one. I just came up with an honorable mention. We'll do a couple of those.
2: Was that (laughs)
1: right? Yeah. I just realized I made a horrible miscalculation. Okay. On what? I said Sultans of Swing. When I meant to say, um, shoot, what is it?
2: What's Don't the Fear the song? Reaper.
1: No, 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 no. Um, gosh, what's the other Dire Straits song?
0: Oh, Money for Nothing.
1: Yes, Money for Nothing. I mean, That's Sultans
0: a, of Swing is good.
1: I mean, it is, but it, it doesn't have the same build up that Money for Nothing has.
0: That's a good one. All right, Honorable Mention Chocolate Rain by Tay Zande Mm. <laughs> oh,
1: well, the, well. So that was my third pick. So, <laughs> money for nothing was my third pick. So, I uh, oh, yeah, num- didn't give the other one. Number four is Yeah by Ludacris.
0: That's a good one. <laughs> what about What about the remix? Yeah
1: by Alvin and the Chipmunks. That, that that's an honorable mention right there. See, that's a that's a what do you call that? A uh... a hot pick. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that.
0: Uh, i thought i thought i was gonna have another one on here adam you got any honorable mentions
2: yeah the final countdown it's the last one you play before you go on the track and you still drink
0: it's not bad uh some actual decent tailgate songs boot scootin boogie that's always a classic right there uh talladega eric church yeah absolute classic uh real gone chill crow i thought that was gonna be jay's first pick
1: Ooh, good i actually didn't think about that because
0: so i think the last time we talked about songs that was your number one pick was <laughs> real gone with no other explanation that oh, it was in it was in the it was in cars uh what was the other one uh anything about jason aldean okay classic
1: We're uh special.
0: family tradition mm. you guys missed a lot of good ones we did up down morgan wallen mm. song of the south all summer long so many good so many good songs
1: that's why uh, you're in charge of making playlists around here.
0: I've got one. Uh, if you, uh, This is a shameless plug right here. But if you're on Spotify, Behind the Wall does have a tailgate tailgate playlist. It's called Behind the Wall Media's Tailgating Tunes. Great music along with the uh, most recent pod thrown in there. So go give it you, a listen.
1: You also made a serious miscalculation, though. What? Uh, no Chemical Weapon by Steve Everett.
0: Chemical Weapon by Steve Everett is or, the
1: greatest. There is actually a lack of any Steve Everett music in your list, so you've there actually, called, yeah,
0: there there actually is Steve Everett in the uh, in the Tailgate and Tunes playlist. Nonetheless, you will be sanctioned. Please don't sanction me, Steve Everett. <laughs> Nothing like chemical weapon to get your juices flowing before some guy drives backwards in NASCAR heat 2 and absolutely sends you to the moon. <laughs> did you guys okay, going back to the 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 pre-race coverage. Did you see the uh this week's put it out with Chris Myers first his first time doing iRacing?
1: No, so uh I've, admittedly, I haven't been watching much of the pre-race coverage.
0: It was a shame because he had a clip from his first time i racing, and he legit got sent out of the speedway. Like it was, it was probably a twenty twenty five foot jump up in the air over the over the fence, and out. I think they're I think they're at Atlanta or, or or Daytona, but it was I audibly laughed, and I think that was probably the first time I've audibly laughed during put it out since the first time they did it when they actually had like grassroots crashes that were pretty funny
1: there's a little bit of time where chris meyer stepped away from the nascar coverage and having him back is just i mean it reminds me of the hollywood hotel him and michael walter there's
0: one time i was at uh i was at richmond and i got my hands on a cold pass so i was just frolicking around the garage area i think i was only like 14 at the time and uh the uh I, w- I walked over to the hollywood hotel and they had a a uh a, a folding table out front and they had the coffee cups on the table The dude was just cleaning them out and i walked up i was like hey can i pick one up and take a picture with it and the dude legit said no <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna act like i'm drinking i just want to hold it for a second i could take a selfie and he's like no you, no one can touch these cups except for me and the guys on set and i was like imagine Imagine that—that there is a, a there's an absolute hardo outside the Hollywood Hotel who won't let me touch a freaking porcelain coffee cup.
1: He's really gatekeeping a, a coffee mug right now. It's actually not even
0: porcelain. I guess that's a uh, clay. What do you call clay once it's hardened?
1: Mm, I think Adam would know. Adam.
2: Hard clay. Once it's
0: once it's baked in the oven, do you do you still call it clay? Uh,
2: no, you call it whatever it is.
0: A right, like coffee you, cup.
2: Yes, yeah, so but
0: like it. But if if you're looked if you're talking about the material, would you still call it clay?
2: No. Well, what what like would you call you, it? Because if you took clay and molded a coffee cup and put it in the kiln, I think that's what it's called. Kiln kiln
0: i was thinking just big uh, big oven
2: big oven hot big oven <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you put in there it comes out as a coffee cup
0: yeah but there, at, at some point you got to talk about the material that the coffee cup is
2: yeah so you say i made it out of clay yeah but what's the what's the current material hard clay I don't
0: I don't cook I'm gonna clay? I'm gonna go what what do you call a coffee or what no, is what a coffee cup made clay? out of clay <laughs> <laughs> Buckwits
1: <laughs>
0: Uh Ceramic that's the ceramic. word right there ceramic or bisque wear, glaze glazeware
2: guys all the art majors who listen to our <laughs> podcast, they're, like, Are they're calling us next week. And seething. I not know what ceramic is. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know why my first
0: thought was to just go with porcelain. <laughs> yeah, it's just my it's my coffee cup. What's the material? Toilet?
1: <laughs> the porcelain throne.
0: <laughs> the the porcelain cup will put you on the porcelain throne. That's for sure. Mm. All right. Circuit of the America this weekend. We're going to actually get a true sense of the track with NASCAR, albeit with a brand new car that we have not seen on a road course. And I believe the the forecast is clear this weekend. So, Jay, what are your thoughts? Are you excited for this? Are this goes to you as well, Adam? Are you excited for this weekend? Are you are you will you make a, an informed decision on whether NASCAR should stay at Coda after this season? Uh, or continue to race at Coda after this race, or is your mind already made up with the race that we saw last year?
2: Adam. Jake? Henry.
1: Henry? Um, <laughs> no, I I was vocal about uh, not making my mind up about Coda yet. And uh, this will really be the true test, I think. If you look at it on paper, Coda has some of the the best things going for it as far as road courses go. A lot of road courses can be narrow. Coda is very wide. Um, You know, gives you options for a lot of passing. There's a lot of elevation changes, a mix of straightaways and technical turns. So, uh, I and plus it's a state of the art facility. I mean, it's hosts F1. Um, It's a beautiful course. So. Uh, I'm all for racing at Coda, at least up until now. Maybe this changes my mind this weekend, but I think Coda was just tainted in a lot of people's minds by the weather and NASCAR's decision to let them race, um, even in poor conditions. And, you know, even if we do get some rain this weekend, there's uh, some changes NASCAR's made. Uh, They're now going to install uh, rain flaps behind the tires to minimize spray. So even if we do get some lighter or even moderate range, it should cut down on some of the issues that were caused last time. So I'm still uh, I'm still hopeful and excited about Coda.
2: Me too. I'm uh I my decision is not set out on Coda until after this race. I thought the last race, one being how chaotic it was, was entertaining. Um, but then the quality of racing that we got. And down to the stretch, battling between the road course ringers that we have, um, until it rained out again. Jace got it, but um, I'm excited to see the product that's put out on the track this weekend.
0: I'm looking forward to. It. I said last year after, actually, I think it was, yeah, it was right after last year. I, I I would not make a decision on Coda just because you know when when do you ever see that much rain. In one day in Austin, Texas, and granted, it was the first time we had been there. But I, going into this weekend, I really am interested to see the takeoff times with the cars because the, I think the biggest issue with NASCAR at some of these some of these road courses with the tighter corners is, is that there's just not much takeoff with these cars. It takes some time to get up to speed. It's not like F1 or IndyCar where they just hit the gas and you know a half second later they're going 200 miles an hour. Like it takes time to get those puppies rolling. So. I mean, looking at the other road courses, you have Watkins Glen where you really only have one super, I guess, two-ish tight turns where you've really got to slow down, but the rest of the course is weaving and, you know, you're able to hold a decent amount of speed, but I know with CODA and, uh, and uh, what's the other one, Mid-Ohio, and there's another one too, right? No, I don't think we're at Mid-Ohio, are we? Not Mid-Ohio, I meant to say. Uh, um, road America. The, road America, yeah, yeah. But they, they've both, both, uh, Coda and road of, road of America and, uh, and Sonoma as well. Not as, not as many hairpin turns, but there are just so many turns that, you know, it, it, it takes the time. It, it, the cars just slow down a lot and they don't have the get up and go speed that the other racing series have. So I think that's one of the biggest drawbacks to some of these road courses. And, you know, if we could get two or three road courses that are built like Watkins Glen, where you're able to, to you know, run fast you don't have to slow down too much but it's still technical that you're turning both left and right i think that would be the perfect road course but you know i'm, I'm holding back my opinions on the on the the future of this race until after this weekend just because i'm you know i'm, I'm optimistic that the next gen car will put on a good show we haven't seen the next gen car at at a road course quite yet but at the same time, I don't know if you can make an, a, an assumption about road course racing based off of Coda. So I think it's just going to be a lot of unknowns, and we're going to come out of the come out of the weekend, and we're either going to see that it's a it's a great great track to for this next gen car, or it's going to suck for the next gen car because I don't know if you can base your opinion on the the next gen road course setup off of Coda. You can definitely do it off of Watkins Glen or Sonoma, but you know, code is just a tough place to start the season's schedule of road courses off with, which is no, tough.
1: I, I absolutely agree. Um, last year i also felt like some, uh, like the schedule was a little too bloated with road courses. Um, I actually feel like even though there's, you know, the rain and the weather causing issues at Koda I feel like I actually enjoyed that track more than I did road America. Um, I'd agree, and, and I don't know what it is about it, but Road America just doesn't really seem to have the same appeal that it does to me as, as Code. I think just the fact that F1 races there and that it's such an awesome facility, it just has more appeal to it for me. Um, and without going on too much of a rant, I feel like uh, kind of the same with Atlanta. Not having too many road courses and keeping them special is a good thing. I think I'd like to see you know nascar uh go back to the Indy oval which you probably don't want to hear me say
0: <laughs> well i mean it's it's a next-gen car so it could be good i don't i don't know yeah
1: we know you never know and that's the thing is like i want to see there's so many tracks that uh nascar's moved away from that i kind of want to see how the next gen would do there like uh, chicagoland uh yeah. heck even kentucky just because i'm curious i mean uh Kentucky is a, is a weird track, but I feel like it could it might have an opportunity to perform.
0: Yeah, I mentioned this last week that with the Gen 6 car, we'd been racing a bad car on bad tracks, and we, no one could really make a distinction on where the issue was. But now that we've got a confirmed good car, the bad tracks are really going to shine. So one more question for y'all. Do you think that NASCAR, if, if, we, get, can, if we get bad racing at tracks and it's, it's continuously bad, but the facilities are good. Do you think NASCAR is going to continue to go to those tracks based off of the facilities and the location, or do you think that they're going to pull away from those tracks just based off of the uh, on-track racing?
1: Well, I think that – I think that – I think yes. I think I do think that they – that facilities more or less, you know – upgrading their stuff more or less as a way to, uh, get commitment from NASCAR. I mean, I don't want to trash it, but you know, Phoenix was rewarded with the championship weekend because of the investment they made into the racetrack. Um, I think one could argue this, but I think it's easy to say that I think more people were in favor of Homestead uh, remaining the finale because it tended to produce better racing than Phoenix does. Um, I think many would argue that. So um, I do definitely think so. Um, I mean, it kind of remains to be seen, but there were some facilities that probably are aging a little bit, and maybe that's why NASCAR took them off. Maybe that's why Chicagoland is no longer uh, a stop on the NASCAR tour right now. So you never know, but uh, it remains, I, th- I think that definitely could be a possibility
2: we think chicagoland gets reconfigured
0: no I'm i did see i did see that they're hiring
1: see chicagoland i think it's so it was already such a unique track as far as the mile and a half go and look i'll tell you like i the last couple events it put on were awesome it's not like it was having bad events and they took that off so that's one of those things where i mean alex bowman's win was was pretty exciting there um see uh the kyle larson kyle bush incident was a good race there um the track surface was aging like fine wine it's got that interesting curvature in the uh back straightaway. has um, lights has lights and it's in and it's maybe it's not the best market anymore but i mean it was it was it's a market for a lot of those midwest states um so I, I was i'm really bummed that Chicago Land is not going to be able to see a next gen for now
0: it it sucks because it was it's one i think it was the it is the best mile and a half racetrack that we have or we had on the schedule consistently put together great racing i can only imagine you know the racing we would see if it was at night and we saw a couple of years ago with the rain they pushed the uh, start time later in the or they they were delayed so the race ended up being at night and it was so much fun to watch more night races
1: mm, more night races oh, the night there's race. a lot of there's a lot of night races that they should be doing Kansas lost a night race Richmond Font- Richmond lost a night race Fontana's uh, used to be a night race there's a lot of tracks that could benefit from a night race It's
0: just the vibes are immaculate for a night race mm,
1: absolutely all
0: right race winner. Dark Horse Jay, we'll start with you. Who's on tap for you this weekend?
1: Um, race winner. Let's go with the obvious one. Three wins in a row for Hendrick Motorsports, all from different drivers. Oh. That would be
0: two. That would be two. Three? Briscoe.
1: Ah, oh, Briscoe. It'd, It'd be me.
0: the second time this season that Hendrick's had back to back.
1: So I'm going to continue the streak of Chase Elliott goes back to back at Coda. Uh, went, gets his first win in Hendrick Motorsports, six races in, has all four drivers locked in. And as far as a dark horse goes, uh, Austin Sindrick um, showed a lot of speed there last year in a Penske car. Now he's full-time cup racing with Penske. And, uh, you know, after listening to him on Dale Jr.'s show, uh, the kid is, I, like, I gained a lot more respect for him and he is a fantastic road course racer. A lot of uh, sports car racing under his belt, and it definitely is going to translate, uh, I think, with this next-gen car.
2: You literally took my whole lineup.
0: Yeah, he took. I had Chase Elliott winning. Oh. All
2: right, well, I love Hendrick Motorsports. Let's go five car. Kyle Larson. No!
0: You're welcome. That's my number two pick.
2: Here comes your number three, Dark Horse, the Dinger.
1: Mm, good dark horse good dark horse
0: uh i'm gonna pivot i don't really know who to take for my race winner so i'm just gonna go with the dinger because uh adam you've got him as your dark horse i'll take him as my race winner there we go Uh, he's already he got a race win in the cup series last year with colleague at the indianapolis road course uh albeit with uh the the dust up with briscoe and denny Hamlin, but he still was able to hold out front dark horse i'm gonna go with bubba wallace oh. he looked great last year at circuit of the americas so I'd, I'd expect nothing less this year uh plus he's running xfinity he's one of the few drivers who will be running in the xfinity race if not the only driver uh in the cup series oh well i guess uh aj allmendinger Wait, will be
2: i thought bubba DNF. he
0: uh he he led a couple laps
2: Oh, was that on the but it was, it
0: was all yeah it was it was no 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 it was it was pit <laughs> strategy but he 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 led laps. Uh <laughs>
2: There we
0: go. Yeah. But uh yeah I just I think I think Bubba could find a way, you know, pit strategy, chaos. I wouldn't be surprised to see him up there. I wanted to go with Ross Chastain, but I feel like at this point you can't really call him a dark horse just because we've seen yeah, I don't I, I don't have a stat well, in front of me, but He
2: uh I would say he'd be a dark just horse it, with the amount of terrible luck he has
0: yeah but i i just i didn't want to be that guy
2: skill wise no he's not a dark horse
0: yeah especially with the finishes he's had this season so we're gonna wallace dark horse this weekend echo park automotive grand prix at circuit of the americas 330 eastern on fox it's gonna be a good weekend hopefully no rain Hopefully we get to see some good racing, some good road course racing and the dinger in victory lane so I can finally be right with a race winner. The Spy the Ball podcast. I'll see you next week.